Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Student Spin Podcast. My name is Scout Hodgins, and I'm joined here by my co-host. Carson Graham. Today is Wednesday, April the 15th, and we are once again joining you from Zoom. Yeah, buddy. The uh, Mobile Mobile Command Center. Yep, and we just wanted to say that the opinions reflected on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands as an institution. Mm-hmm. It has to go on, for you, so go, go on for you in this past week. Oh, for me? What, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just, uh, what, I, what I've been telling everybody, you know, I was telling my mom and I was telling Miss Hathaway is that it really sucks not being able to go and hang out with your friends. Like that is really setting in and I'm hating the whole shelter in place thing, which I've mm-hmm. been doing, you know, for probably a month or so now, because when you can't go and hang out with your friends, it, it feels like you know, it's, it gets kind of lonely, but, uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm staying really caught up on my schoolwork and, uh, practicing yep. my hobbies and just different That's stuff, good. watching some, some weird movies and stuff. What about you? I saw a, I saw a TikTok the other day that was, um, someone cross stitching a little thing and I'd send it to a friend, me and her send, send them back and forth all the time. And she was like, oh, I just picked up cross-stitching. Um, I'll give you my extra, like, supplies. I have a lot left over. She put it in my mailbox the other day. I didn't get to see her. And um, so I, have, I haven't started it yet, but I have that. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a big proponent of creative hobbies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I told you I ordered that paint by numbers, like, a month ago. It still has not shipped yet because everything is shipping slow. <laughs> Actually, I got an email just a second ago about a shirt that I ordered last week that um, said, hey, we're having shipped yet, but we're working on it. All right. So, well, not really. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah. Well, let's get into some GHC news. So, okay. fall registration for any of you guys who are going to be here in fall of 2020, it opened Monday the 13th of April. Yep. And if you um have any questions regarding that, you can always talk to an advisor, talk to a teacher that you really like, and um they're all really helpful. Yeah, they actually are pretty awesome. I I had to get in touch with an advisor about me transferring yesterday. And, you know, somebody from the admissions office gave me her her phone number and everything. And I called her and she answered every question I had. Wow, that's really good. Shout out to Jillian, Jillian Petro. (laughs) Oh, she is so kind. Yeah. I've never had her, but like I just I've met her before and she's very, very nice. Yeah, she was very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Something something that I'm really glad to hear and that I don't know if I mentioned it. Did I mention on the podcast last week about the USG? You said that you're waiting costs? on an update. Yeah, so I got an update and the USG has decided to eliminate all but two fees for summer at all University System of Georgia colleges. Now, of course, Georgia Highlands – well, okay. So the two fees are the institutional and the technology fee for summer. And that's at all colleges. And Georgia Highlands institutional fee is $100 for up to four credit hours and $200 for five or more. And then the technology fee is $50. So um, Georgia Highlands has like some of the cheapest institutional and technologist and technology fees in the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. So, uh, I mean, if you weren't planning on taking summer classes, you know, it might be a good idea to sign up for some because it's going to be cheaper than usual. Yeah, just take advantage of the offer. 
And um, do you feel kind of responsible for that happening? You know, I like to think that maybe me saying <laughs> something helped, but <laughs> the uh, they were going to meet about it anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But by you talking to them, it pushed them to know that that some students noticed and they cared. So does that mean that, um, I guess you haven't paid for your summer classes yet, so that's just coming off the bill? No, I haven't paid for them yet because the last time that I had looked at the bill, it may have been last week or so, but all the fees were still there. And I was just going to wait before I paid. I think the the payment deadline is sometime in May. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, you got time. And it's not like we have anything else to do right now. Yeah. So this week's charger connections, um, self-care tip, spend some time outside. Yeah, that's a great one. I have been, you know, I'm kind of surprised because I've been spending a little too much time inside lately. I've been wanting to go fishing really badly this week Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to knock out some schoolwork so I can break out the kayak and head up to Somerville and go fishing or something. That's nice. I haven't gone fishing in years. Uh, it's, I do it every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. they say right here, wash, wash your hands while singing Miley Cyrus party in the USA. And then they've got the chorus to it here. Um, they're doing a virtual tour of the Van Gogh museum this week. Uh, they're saying to stay organized and set up a detailed calendar with built-in study time, you know, just a nice little study tip here. And then they've got a, they've got a Ted talk linked here. If you guys want to go watch this, try something new for 30 days is a fresh way to look at how to achieve new goals. I love TED Talks. Yeah, I know you do. I'm, I have a hard time sitting through them. Like, I have the attention span of, like, a fruit fly, but when I can sit down to do something, I like to watch TED Talks. And their social media challenge for this week on Instagram and Twitter is show us your best quarantine shuffle. Post, <laughs> tag, and the most hearts get surprised. And then, of course, their at is at GHC Student Life. Is it an underscore Floyd? I'm not sure. It has it all on your student email. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. That's something to do. Some way to connect with people. Yes. And the Charger Food Pantry is still open. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so you guys know if, if you need to take advantage of that. Um, I just said I've got written on our outline here. Visit the webpage for more info and to pre-order items. They'll take care of you. They will. Yeah. Uh, the KSU library at the Marietta campus in for Kennesaw State University is offering access to computer labs for students who need access to computers and Wi-Fi. Uh, GHC students is, is what I'm getting at here. And the final thing that I've got here is the, the Georgia Highlands College scholarship application for summer ends on the 17th. So that's two days from now. Was that Friday? Yeah. And that's great because it's already at a discount, so that as well get a little bit more out of that. Yeah, if you if you get it. Yeah, I know. Okay, so to kind of um, transition a little bit into what's going on in the world, um, the stimulus checks dropped today. Like, if you had direct deposit, that went in today. And if you've been listening, I've been like openly critical that a lot of us were under the impression that. Um, college students aged like 18 to 25 who were still listed as dependents weren't going to get anything. But I woke up this morning and I was wrong. I wonder if some kind of mistake was made there, which, which I haven't been able to get into my Coosa Valley credit union app and look. Yeah. So, so I told him, I told Scott when we got on the zoom call that I got and I had screenshotted it cause I could show him, but my app has been down too. It says that it can't access my account. 
So I don't know if some mistake was made or um, if something good happened. Yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I, I was telling Carson if if the government did make a mistake, they'll probably just send the IRS after us to return our twelve hundred dollar stimulus check. And that so. would stink. <laughs> Really that would stink. stink. So you've got a little bit of political news here too. Yeah, so, actually um, a good bit compared to what we've had as of late. Really, I guess it's not there wasn't that much, but I guess there is. Um, well, I was on Twitter the other day and I got notified that like um, Bernie Sanders was going live, and I just wanted to watch it. And um, it was actually a shared live stream with Joe Biden, and it was essentially Bernie endorsing Biden. He said that um, in order to defeat the president. I need all people to kind of come together, but for Joe Biden and they talked for a little bit, how they're kind of like compromising on their views. Like Bernie is trying to get Biden to be a little bit more progressive and um, said like, so essentially Joe Biden, his platform was always um, free community college, but that's it. Now he's pledged to do um, free community college and free public college for people making under $125,000 per year. Um, He mentioned that, the direct quote from Biden was like, I can't believe we're still debating whether or not healthcare is a human right, but he still hasn't advocated for um, Medicare for all. So I don't know if that's something that's being in the works. He kind of hinted at that. There was another live stream last night with Bernie Sanders and Cardi B, which was just funny to watch. I mean, he kind of hinted that there's going to be some kind of healthcare news coming up, but I don't, but I don't know much about that. Yeah. And then you've Any got comments? something here about a, uh... Uh, no, not really. It. I uh, can I can I give you a prediction for how I think the November election is going to go? Absolutely. I don't think that Biden's going to win. I kind of feel the same way. Um, Especially, I, I think I'm. Go ahead. I just this. You know, I know that I that I predicted that this was the way that this stuff was going to go, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I really thought it was going to happen. And now it's looking like it's going to happen. Well, so that's, that's my prediction. I think that, I think that Donald Trump will probably win the November election. Okay. Well, I kind of think so too. And here's why. Um, when Bernie dropped out, Bernie was like the leader of the progressive movement, especially among young people. So when Bernie dropped out, the vote was kind of being split between, um, I will vote blue no matter who just to get him out of office or people saying I'm not going to vote for a sexual predator who has dementia and you can't make me. Yeah. So, but um, the thing is, like is the popular vote doesn't really, it really doesn't matter. No, I'm not even talking about popular, but I'm just saying people were either going to um, like there was split. So while the Democrats may have even had a chance to win, um, especially with a moderate, cause they say moderates win more often, which I kind of disagree with. Um, half of them were going to vote for Biden and then half, and then half of them were going to vote green, vote independent, write in Bernie Sanders for some reason. <laughs> um, but the, the point is to like show the establishment. And I was always like, the establishment does not care. They do not care about the message that you're sending. Yeah. Them. A lot of, a lot of part of growing up is realizing that you, you kind of got to play the game. No. Yeah. You have to play the game, win the game and then change the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I'm not. I'm not ever going to get that far. I don't think. Yeah, who so knows? When, but I, so when, I doubt um, it. <laughs> so yeah. So right when all that was happening, I totally was like, "Well, this just means that Trump is probably going to win in a landslide," because um, like swing states that have the Democratic vote split obviously aren't going to go blue because they're voting in so many different parties. However, Barack Obama endorsed Joe Biden yesterday. 
which is a really big deal. And the reason I think it's a bigger deal now than it was with Hillary Clinton is the fact that Joe Biden was his VP. Right. So that might consolidate people a little bit. So now I think that the race might be a little bit closer. But yeah, before Bernie's endorsement, before Obama's endorsement, um, I was pretty convinced it's probably going to be a landslide, which I didn't think it was fair to call it a landslide. But um, but now I think the race gets a little bit closer. So um, something else that happened, um, I won't go too much into this, but Deanna Lorraine, um, a Republican trying to take Nancy Pelosi's seat, trying to kind of overturn that position. She tweeted that they should fire Dr. Fauci, the, the doc, basically the guy who's in charge of coronavirus right now. And Trump retweeted that. So that has um, really struck a chord with a lot of people because it kind of seems like he is um, talking about firing this person who on both sides can agree that he's done a fantastic job trying to be a part of this. And everything Fauci does is voluntary. So it's not like he's even benefiting greatly from doing this. He's really just being a good guy. And that was really upsetting to a lot of people. So, um, yeah, something I, I saw where you wrote that and I just, I'm not, I'm not trying to pose an argument or anything, but mm-hmm. I mean, didn't Trump like turn down the, the presidential salary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he I mean, he's, he does it voluntarily too. Just a, just a little, you know, tidbit there. I guess. Um, oh gosh, there was something. Else. Oh, and also yesterday, I don't know too much about this. I was kind of confused when I read it, but Trump has halted all funding to the World Health Organization. Yeah, I saw that. So I I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Pardon me. And I've got a I've got a quote here from okay. from Donald Trump on uh, the Washington Post. Uh, this says President Trump accused the World Health Organization and then right here in quotes of severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus, end quote. And said Tuesday that he intends to halt payments to the UN agency until a review is conducted. Which um, I, I guess I just don't know enough about it because obviously that sounds really bad, especially when he's being criticized for how he handled it it kind of seems like he's trying to like push blame onto somebody else and blame somebody else for it. But also there could be something that I just don't know because obviously that just sounds horrible. So there has to be some kind of upside that I just don't see right now. Yeah. I don't know. I would see, I would have to know what the world health organization is doing. Mm -hmm. And I haven't time to figure that out. And to be fair, I I haven't found anything, but I'm not saying they haven't done anything shady, but from what I'm seeing, it looks like there was nothing shady done, but I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm not, I'm not even talking super. about shady. I'm talking about just irresponsible. What have they done that is positive? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, I'm just I don't know. That would be something for you guys to look up mm-hmm. if you want. Uh, that would be a good thing to know. I see that you've got something here about. Uh, you seem pretty worked up about this about Ticketmaster. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> I'm so upset. So essentially, so everything's being canceled right now. If you had a concert coming up, it was canceled. I had a concert to go to last week. It was canceled. I had a concert I was going to in a few weeks. It's been canceled. I'm going to see Harry Styles in July. It's going to get canceled. So in the midst of all of that, Ticketmaster has very quietly changed its terms of service and says that they no longer accept refunds yeah, or no I'm longer not. distribute refunds. I mean, Ticketmaster is kind of anyway. Ticketmaster is you so see, shady. If if you had scheduled to go to like a Sturgill Simpson concert, well, he's rescheduling all his tour dates. 
Yeah, and some people are doing that, but um, the concert I was going, I was supposed to get tickets for right before all this happened. Um, Niall Horan um, later this month, um, he didn't reschedule. He just straight up canceled <laughs> and said he canceled for the whole year and said we're just gonna we're, we're just gonna do it next year. So it hasn't been postponed yet. So those people, it looks like they're just out of money. But I don't know how they can even do that. I don't know. Ticketmaster is super shady. I spent like, I have spent hundreds of dollars on Ticketmaster this year alone. I have not. So it's a hard not life. It is a hard knock life. Um, <laughs> anyways, so you have a lot of stuff that I've been talking yeah, for way too long. I, so I do know. have a lot of stuff here. So was it last week that I talked about um, that city in China? Uh, I think you mentioned it, but I don't really remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, China has officially reclassified dogs as pets, not livestock. And this is a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, seems like they're, they're kind of trying to stop the spread of communicable, communi- what's the word? <laughs> Communal, maybe? Communable. I don't know. Wow. What are you that's, trying to say? That's going to make me look very bad. Uh, diseases that can be spread between people and that people can get from animals. So there. And you know what? We'll okay, just you- leave that in. We'll just okay. leave that in. <laughs> All righty. Now, Ralph Northam who is the governor of Virginia has been very busy lately. First thing that I've got here, he is passing some gun control legislation in Virginia. Um, something I thought was kind of interesting, you know, it was, a, it was a really hot topic a few months back. I mean, people, people were going to Virginia from other States to protest uh, in favor of less gun regulation because Mm -hmm. there was some talk a few months ago of imposing some serious regulation on firearms. And uh, now that people aren't going to protest, he, he did, he, he passed this. Uh, Some of the things that he has passed, he's requiring background checks on all gun sales in Virginia. Um, I was telling Carson, I don't, I don't know what it's like in Virginia, but I know that. Okay. So in Georgia, when you buy a firearm from an FFL, which is a licensed firearm dealer, they do a background check. They do an electronic background check right there mm-hmm. to determine whether or not you can buy it. But in a private sale, so say Carson wanted to buy a gun from me, I could just sell it to her and that's it. There's so, really no way to know. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can write up a bill of sale, but I don't necessarily have to. So. Right from what I understand, this is going to require a background check on all gun sales. And I don't know how that's going to be enforced. Um, so yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to go. He is reinstituting a limit on handgun sales to one handgun a month. Um, oh, he has increased penalties for recklessly leaving firearms near, near children or failing to report a lost or stolen firearm within two days. So now if Virginia residents failed to report a lost or stolen firearm within 48 hours. It is a criminal offense and he is allowing localities to set their own rules on the presence of firearms in the public. So I'm sure like cities or maybe counties will have more jurisdiction there. Mm -hmm. 
He is prohibiting those subject to a protective order from possessing firearms, and he is creating a red flag law that allows law enforcement to temporarily seize a gun from a person deemed to pose a danger to themselves or others. So if you guys mm-hmm. are interested in any of that, I mean, look it up and check it out. That's that's pretty serious um, gun gun regulation laws that are happening, in, especially in a southern state. I mean, you, yeah. you usually don't see stuff like this in – what's considered Southern states. He also Mm -hmm. announced in all this legislation that he's passing that Virginia will be the first state in the South to protect people from being discriminated against through anti-discrimination housing and employment laws on the basis of sexual orientation. So what I gathered when I was reading about this is that Virginia will be the first state that actually has, has language and wording in their regulation that protects people on the basis of their sexual orientation from being mm-hmm. discriminated against um, and there's, through housing there's, or employment. Yeah. And there's been a push to do that federally with the Equality Act, because right now the Civil Rights Act of 64, it doesn't, um, it includes sex. It doesn't necessarily include gender, which can cause discrimination against transgender people. And it also doesn't um, include sexual orientation. So people are still allowed to discriminate based on those base on that basis. So yeah, I mean, while the I wonder, federal government isn't, then maybe states can. But the thing is, is when you, when people are discriminated against on the basis of something like that, then whoever is discriminating against them opens himself up to a lawsuit. And I, I, yeah, but I feel like they typically lose those lawsuits because there's nothing illegal about it. I don't know. Wasn't there that thing with the, uh, the, there were the people there was cake. a gay couple who wanted a cake made for their wedding, and then the the baker. I don't know the whole story. I'm just. I'm pretty sure it didn't get found in their favor because there's no legal language no, against it. Like it ended they, up being a religious liberty thing. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought that the the person had to make the cake, and then I'm thinking there was some kind of civil suit. I think there was a suit, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. Um, of course, I don't know the whole story. So, I mean, you know, something to check out. He also signed a bill decriminalizing simple marijuana possession and removing the requirement of a photo ID to vote. So on the marijuana possession thing, um, he's it, now it's just a civil fine. It's like a twenty five dollar mm-hmm. fine for simple marijuana possession. And I thought removing the requirement of a photo ID to vote was pretty. That's, that's another pretty. I guess you would say that's a progressive thing. Yeah, it is. is it's right? um, because typically. You can get state-issued IDs, but typically an ID is like a driver's license, and obviously driver's licenses aren't free. So the argument is that that kind of constitutes a poll tax. So you have to pay to vote technically because you have to have this to vote, and this thing costs money to get. So that can be deemed unconstitutional, kind of. And with um, so that's it. You still have to register to vote under your like social security number and your ID, but you don't have to bring that ID with you to do it. Yeah, and I saw uh, where, you know, some of the things that people were voicing is that this is this may open up the polls to voter fraud, or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So by pretty way, interesting. By, by the way, I'm looking it up right now. Um, it was in 2018 when it happened. The Supreme Court narrowly ruled in favor of the bakery owner because um, of oh. religious freedom, essentially. Uh, what about a civil suit? Is, or I believe there was, was that one, the but I think suit? that he lost. Yeah, I think it was, and the couple lost it. Oh, I thought I had read the other way around. 
Okay. Because of um, religious freedom, basically. Yeah, I'll read about that then when we get done yeah. here. Well, if you want to, it's called Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission is the name of the case. Okay. The U.S. Postal Service uh, is requesting $75 billion amid the pandemic to recover from a steep drop in mail volume. I, I heard that, and we were talking a second ago, um, mail taking forever to ship right now. Because, I mean, I mean, obviously, like, that is, my first thought was that's not dangerous because it's just them and their vehicle, but those envelopes come from literally all over the place and could have anything on them. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, when, when we're getting packages now from, like, anywhere, my dad is, like, breaking out the Lysol and spraying it down. I've not even thought about that. I get packages all the time because I'm so bored. I keep ordering online, and I just get a package, and I'm like, yay, and I rip it open, and then I have my thing. But, um, and that's how we're doing this via Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and... What that's I've, almost 700,000 jobs that could be lost if um, the USPS has to like shut down or lay off. That's almost 700,000 jobs. Yeah. And what I've read is, you know, there's, there's talk of uh, not, not giving the postal service this uh, assistance that they're needing. And, you know, people, people look at it from both sides of the political spectrum. Uh, but the, Honestly, the fact of the matter is if if the postal service, you know, something something bad happens there and I mean, worst case scenario, the postal service gets shut down, rural areas are what's gonna be most affected. Yeah. And I mean um, like you know, you know, because that's it's a long way from big cities and 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 those tend to be more impoverished areas. And while people should be doing everything online now, not everyone can. Yeah. And you can't expect you can't expect everyone to. Yeah. Even that probably is for the best. So that would be really devastating for um low income communities. Well, not even necessarily only low income, but rural. Not, not necessarily. Just. Yeah. Yeah. So. so for the first time in U.S. history, onto some other stuff. I mean, the entire history of the United States, every state is under a state of emergency simultaneously simultaneously mm-hmm. and wyoming was the final one they were the well, last ones to declare it yeah uh, well the president's also under a little bit of fire right now because he kind of said that um the president has the authority to reopen the entire country all at once um that's not true so yesterday i've been watching his little um briefing things every single day and yesterday he basically just said um okay well i'm going to give the kind of insinuate I'm going to give the governors the power to open up as soon as possible, as soon as they want to, whatever. And the reporter was like, um, well, you know, like, 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 why did you say that you have that authority when you don't? And he was like, next question. Like literally was like, whatever. And moved on to the next guy. So I haven't watched any of the briefings or anything. I mean, they're they're interesting. And like the other day, um, someone was like, would you pardon Joe exotic? And he was like, I have to think about it. (laughs) <laughs> oh funny. man i i don't yeah. think that he should be pardoned personally you think he, you think he did it i think he did what killed carol's husband spoiler alert for tiger king but if you haven't seen it by Girl, now, it's your fault. Have, have you watched it no but i know but i know what happened he wasn't even accused of killing her husband oh why is he in jail <laughs> because he he's a he's been accused of hiring somebody to kill carol baskins carol baskins oh. is the one who's being accused of killing her husband 
Right. Okay, I understand. Um, is Doc Antle in jail, though? Is Doc Antle in jail? He is a predator, and he is scary, and he deserves to be in jail. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, all the, from from what I've seen, all those people are just pretty pretty out there. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first few episodes. I just never got back to watching it. But, like, the way that girl was, like, talking about the way he would, like, like, the way they, like, made her get breast implants and the way that, like, the way this whole little cult is well, run by him. She said they didn't make her, but it just, like, kind of happened. And, and she, she, she felt like she didn't have a say in it. Well, I mean, ultimately, she did have a say in it because she didn't, she didn't have to. But I know, but, but I, I know what you're, she, that, was, she was very pressured. It was just set up. And mm-hmm. she went through with it, and she didn't feel comfortable voicing against it. So, yeah. But you know, yeah. It's but I'm with you, Doc. Doc Antle is ooh, that's something else. That is, or really, all those people. And I'm telling you guys, if you haven't watched Tiger King, go watch it. Go watch it. It's it's just a roller coaster the whole way through. Mm-hmm. All right. So back, <laughs> back. Sorry. Let's get back on the rails here. Uh, the Kentucky gov- government has announced that the state will record license plate info of church attendees and impose a mandatory quarantine on them. And you were asking me about this, about if it was only churchgoers. And I mean, from what I understand, it is like people who are going to a church and violating a stay at home order. They, they are being specifically targeted here because there, there's a video going around now where some, some lady had just, had just been at church and the, you know, she got a, a mandatory quarantine thing. And mm-hmm. then she was going to the grocery store, making like a big, a big to do about whatever. Um, because she was at the grocery store and they weren't trying to impose mandatory quarantines on people who were going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So that's something to check out too. And to end here, this is, uh, this is probably the most interesting thing that's going on uh, that I've seen this week. So Iceland, the, co- the, the country Iceland, has tested more of their citizens for COVID-19 than any other country in the world. And what they have found is that half of the citizens who test positive have shown no symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a difference between being pre-symptomatic and being asymptomatic and they don't have a way to distinguish that. So they're just kind of lumping them all together. Pre-symptomatic is just you haven't started to display symptoms yet. And asymptomatic mm-hmm. is you haven't shown any symptoms and you're not going to show any symptoms. Yeah. So okay, I mean, half the people who have it aren't even really being affected by it. And what I've read is that by the time, you know, you've gotten over it, uh, from what health officials understand is that when you get over it, uh, you can't you can't give it to other people anymore, and mm-hmm. you can't catch it again. I have a question. Okay. You might not be able to answer. I just don't know. So you know how like they passed the free testing for everybody in the country for here for coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. That was a part of that pa- that stimulus package that every American gets tested for free. Okay. Okay, but now like yesterday, Trump was talking about like. Time to reopen soon. But how are we going to reopen if we haven't even tested yet? Or were, were there tests and I just missed them? Like, when are we getting those tests? We all got paid today. So I figured we'd be getting tests by now. Well, I, I don't know. Um, 
I know that the way that it works, they're as of last week, they were not testing everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So I I had I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to give any identifying information here, but I have a friend who a guy that he worked with got tested and tested positive. So my friend and somebody else that he works with both went to get tested. They tested my friend, but they did not test the other guy. Why? I don't know. And what he was telling me is that the way that you get tested is you have to get in contact with whoever your primary care physician is. And then they tell you where to go to get tested. And I think he said he had to go to a church to get tested. Um, So maybe it's like, like the voting place, like polling places, things or something. I don't know. Um, But I'm, I'm guessing that they, they may have tested or they may be testing people who are more at risk of, uh, developing complications as a result of the virus and you know they may be looking at symptoms as well i don't know but yeah pretty interesting yeah so i don't I know either i was just kind of thinking um how are we going to open if we're not tested or have we been tested and i just don't know what's going on i don't know everything i read is coming something different so whatever yeah i don't know i mean you just gotta kind of roll with the punches mm-hmm yeah, but um, did you end up getting an animal fact? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, so what do you know about butterflies, Carson? I feel like a lot, actually. I um, had a friend who passed away last summer, really, really tragic. And um, a friend of mine told me that like, whenever you see a butterfly, that's your loved one coming to see you and coming to pay a visit. And I saw him like, for weeks after, and I haven't seen one in a few weeks now but i think about her whenever i see one so i'm pretty well versed in butterfly astrology What's astrology your okay well uh last night my dad was saying that he thinks there's going to be a lot of butterflies this year because he's seen a ridiculous number of caterpillars me too i've so, seen a thousand yeah, and caterpillars I've, I've, I've seen people even like posting about them online so did you know that Butterflies get essential nutrients by drinking from mud puddles. Mm-hmm. You did? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. sorry. I was disagreeing with you. No, uh, I didn't know that. And they can also see a range of ultraviolet colors that we cannot see. I think I knew that. But that is, so I guess maybe people staying inside are just making them better. Yeah, I actually didn't know that butterflies had taste receptors on their feet. I knew that flies did. I didn't know that flies did, but I knew that butterflies did. Yeah, I didn't know that butterflies do. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had this idea of picking a song that quote-unquote defined us in middle school. And I told her I didn't really know who I was in middle school. And, you know, and I, was, I, I was still figuring stuff anyway. out. And I didn't really listen to a whole lot of music in middle school. And my tastes have changed and developed so, Carson, what's your pick? Okay, so when I was in middle school, um, it was the peak of One Direction. So anything similar to that, I was listening to. And what I've been getting into a lot, I've been slipping into my old phases. So um, the song is Voodoo Doll by Five Seconds of Summer. I just like, 
love them. I haven't, I haven't listened to them in years until recently, and I love them very much. You're, you still listen to the same music that you did back then. You're not fooling yeah, me. Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, my gosh. Well, my shirt just shipped. I bought a shirt online, and it just shipped. Go on. My tastes have changed significantly. So, like I said, when I was in middle school, you know, I... I didn't know who I was, and I was still figuring stuff out. I listened to a lot of punk music, like The Offspring and the Dropkick Murphys and stuff like that. But what really, man, just sparked my love for music, I heard this song one day by Waylon Jennings called Are You Sure Hank Done It This Way? And it's about uh, how Hank Williams, who is you know kind of like – I guess the father of country music or the grandfather of country music, uh, how he got his start and did stuff. And it's just a cool song. And there was something about the beat and the guitar in it that just enamored me. And that, that song will always be very special to me because that was part of what really sparked my love for music. Oh, so Waylon Jennings, are you sure Hank done it this way? Yeah. And that was, I was probably in like the eighth grade, when I first heard that, and it was just like, man, this is awesome. Oh, that's I gotta so cool. listen to more that's of so this. Di- that's so funny how um, mine was just, I liked handsome boys who could sing really well, and I still do, and I still listen to the same boys. <laughs> and yours is like this deep, deep meaning. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's all good. So uh, there's everything that's been going on in the past week. Um, I'm going to get off here and see if, if I got any kind of stimulus check. Uh, <laughs> Try to figure that out. Maybe call Coosa Valley. Maybe ask them if something's down or something. Yeah, if they'll let me uh, inquire about my balance over the phone. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Um, I've been enjoying doing it here lately. I think this week was a pretty good one. We had some, some, some really interesting stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So... I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And Carson, I hope you have a great week as well. Thank you. I hope you do the same. All right. Have a nice week. Bye-bye. See y'all.